You're listening to Wealthy-esque. We are a community of lawyers who believe that true wealth is having control of our time. I'm Ro Thomas, and as a busy wife, mom, and former big law associate, I know all too well the tension between the culture of the legal profession and pretty much everything else you want to do in life. That's why each week I'm bringing you the information and tools you need to improve your money mindset and manage your money to create true wealth. Because ultimately, it's not about the money. It's about the freedom and flexibility the money affords. Hey, friend. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're doing well and having an amazing day so far. So we have talked before about feeling ashamed of being a broke lawyer and how we often think we're the only ones. So you think you're the only person who doesn't have a handle on their finances or who overdrafts their account sometimes or who has credit card debt or who runs out of money before the end of the month. I want to talk today about the reason why this happens, the reason why these kinds of things happen. And it always comes down to not having balance in the way you use your money. So let me explain. I teach my clients to use their money to fund three areas, right? Three buckets, needs, wants, and goals. When you don't have a handle on your finances and you're running up your credit card or you're overdrafting your account, it's typically because your buckets are out of whack. And usually a huge chunk is going to either needs or wants and the rest is going to the other, right? So if you have a huge chunk going to needs, the rest is going to wants. If you have a huge chunk going to wants, then the rest is going to needs. And in both instances, your goals bucket is getting little to nothing. So let's talk about the needs bucket first. And when I'm thinking of needs, I'm thinking of things you literally need, like food, housing, transportation, but I'm also thinking of other bills you have, like minimum payments on debt and things like that. One of the things I see happen a lot is people have these things taking up way too much money. And it's not usually one thing in particular, right? It's all of them in the aggregate. So the big players tend to be your mortgage or your rent, your car payment, and then payments on credit cards and loans and things like that. You have a mortgage or rent, and maybe it's too high for your income. Your car payment could be too high. The minimum payments you owe on credit cards and loans are eating up a bunch of your money, and maybe it's all the above. I'm going to give you some suggestions for how much to spend, but keep in mind that all of these are just my thoughts on the percentages. They are not the end-all, be-all of what you should or shouldn't do, But I've found that these numbers tend to work out well for people. So if I had to give you a number for your car payment, I'd say keep it to less than 10% of your take-home pay. Again, this is just my thought. This is an arbitrary percentage. But if you have more than 10% of your pay tied up in car payments, then it's going to be really hard to make progress in other areas. For housing, you want to keep it around 25% or less of your take-home pay. Again, not a hard and fast rule or anything where you're automatically wrong if yours is like 28% or 30% or something like that. But when you start getting too much higher than that, it starts to get tricky because it's so much of your money tied up in this one bill. Sometimes people just get into a place that's too expensive for their income. But another scenario I've seen is a situation where people had a house that was fine for their family before, but then they go through a divorce or a job loss or some other situation where their household income is cut. 
And now this house no longer makes sense for the income that they have. And people often don't want to let go of their houses when these kinds of changes come up, but then it leads to them digging themselves into a hole because they don't make other changes to balance it out. For your minimum payments on other debt, it's a little tougher to give you a specific percentage, but you want to keep them as low as you can. Watch out too for these buy now, pay later services like Klarna and Afterpay because those are just mini loans and the payments add up quickly and they start eating into the money you have available for the things you want to do and the goals you have. In total, you don't want your needs bucket, including bills like your rent, your mortgage, your car payment, any other payments you have to pay out, groceries, gas, right? All of that. You don't want that to be more than about half of your take-home pay because that gives you plenty of room to spend on things you just want and still also make progress on your financial goals. Sometimes it's not that you're being irresponsible. When people start you know, wanting to get a handle on their finances, they want to go straight to cutting back and I can't go out to eat and I can't you know, go shopping and all of that stuff. But let's look at your needs bucket first because if that's crazy out of line, if you're spending way more than half your income on just needs, It doesn't matter how much you cut back on your restaurant spending and whatever else because it's going to be really hard for you to get ahead. All right, so let's talk about the wants bucket. Maybe your actual bills are reasonable for your income. They're not taking up more than half your income or anything like that, but you don't exercise any self-control when it comes to your discretionary spending. Or sometimes I've seen, you know, both where the bills are high and the discretionary spending is high. So when we're talking about your wants, I'm thinking about things you don't necessarily need, but just want. And there's technically a little overlap with the needs bucket in that there are things you need, but you don't necessarily need a particular level, right? Maybe the level that you have. So you need a place to live. You don't need a penthouse. You need transportation. You don't need a luxury car. And we're not going to get into that distinction in this conversation, but I wanted to at least mention it. In this conversation, let's think about wants in terms of things like going out to eat or shopping or going on trips, Amazon, spending on hobbies, that kind of stuff, right? All of those things that you don't need, you just want. Another thing that comes up a lot here is activities and stuff for your kids. A lot of lawyers want to make sure their kids have all the experiences and all the things they didn't have. But if you're going overboard spending on those things, then it's going to be hard for you to then make progress that you want to make financially because you've got so much money going out for those things. You want to make sure that the amount you're spending works for the income you have. And obviously, that's not to say don't do things for your kids or don't spend on things that you want. I think it's important to make room in your budget for the things you want. I think it's important to be able to do those things for your kids. That's part of why you're working so hard. I actually believe having money available to spend on things you want helps you stay on track with the financial goals you have, but it's all about balance. You want to make sure that you're funding all three buckets and that you're not overspending with the needs and wants and then having nothing left for your goals. In both of these scenarios, both with overspending on your needs and overspending on wants, Something has to give in order to make progress on your goals. You have to decide if it's more important to you to continue to stay in this house or in this car or to spend at this level on these things, right, on this lifestyle over improving your finances, over having money available to fund your goals. 
because that's the effective decision you're making when you run out of money or you go further into debt or you overdraft your account and don't have money for your goals. You effectively are deciding that the house, the car, the activities for the kids, the lifestyle is more important than saving or paying off debt or that it's worth digging yourself further into debt to keep those things. Because I've also seen that situation where people are digging themselves further into debt month after month, trying to keep up a certain lifestyle. And if it is more important to you for you to have those things over the financial goals, that is fine. You get to make that decision for your life. And so knowing that that's your decision, knowing that that's what's more important to you, you can go forward knowing that that's your choice, right? You don't have to continue to beat yourself up for not fitting some mold of what someone else wants or what other people think you should be doing. We don't tend to intentionally make those decisions, though. I think I talked about that in the unintentional priorities episode. Like, we don't make the intentional decision that, yes, it's so important to me that my kid gets to do this activity or that I live in this house or that I spend this much at restaurants or whatever it is that I'm willing to not save or I'm willing to go into debt or not achieve my financial goals to pay for it. We don't think about it in that way. But you can make that decision if you want to. Just make sure that you want to. And if that's not the decision you want to make, you have to decide what you're going to change. What's happening most often is people are just spending and not paying attention to how much they have or how much they have left for the other things they want to use their money for. And then next thing you know, oh shoot, I overdrafted my account. My credit card balance is higher than my paycheck. I don't have any money to save. I don't have any money to pay off debt, right? If we look at your money like a pie, you get to decide how big a slice you're going to give to the things you need, the things you want, and the goals you have. And you don't want it to keep being 100% or more of the pie going to needs and wants and nothing going to your goals. Because if you don't make a change, you're not going to get ahead and make the progress on the goals that you have. That's just math. So look at how much is going to each of your buckets currently. Then look at what you can shift in the needs and wants buckets to have more going to the goals bucket. And if you're like, I just can't spend any less on these things, then you have to be honest with yourself about whether that's actually true. Because candidly, nine times out of 10 for people in the legal profession, it's not. And then you also have to be honest with yourself about whether you actually want to achieve the goals you say that you want, right? Sometimes we just say it because it sounds nice in theory, but we're not actually willing to do what it takes to achieve it. Because if you truly do want to achieve those goals, you're going to have to curb some of that spending to free up money for the goals. It might be a temporary thing, right? Maybe it's a short-term sacrifice for long-term gain kind of thing, but something has to change. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. And if I've been speaking to you this whole episode and you already know something needs to change, I can 100% help you. This is the work that I do, and I love to strategize with my clients and help them put themselves in better financial positions. You don't have to keep running out of money at the end of the month. You don't have to keep stressing about your credit card payments and feeling overwhelmed by it all. Just come work with me, and let's get you on track. Head to rowthomas.com slash waitlist so you'll be the first to know when I'm taking on new clients. All right, that is it for this week's episode. Come connect with me over on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn, Ro Thomas, and Instagram at I am Ro Thomas. Subscribe to the show and leave a review, both of which help more people to find it. And please take a second and think of a friend or two who could use this information and share the episode with them. As we close out, friend, I pray that you take the information you learn here, apply it in your life, and open up to the realization that wealth is available to you. 
As you do that consistently, week after week, you'll continue to take steps to regain control of your time, build wealth, and live the life of freedom and choice you deserve. Talk to you later.